Giants fans, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. Super pumped to be here. It feels like Christmas Eve. Draft day is one of my favorite times of the year for sure. You know, if you if you know any of my friends, we have always celebrated this day too 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 much, honestly. We had draft drinking games where, you know, we would do a shot for any time our, our team was uh, involved in a trade. When our team was on the clock, we would do a power hour. I mean, we were crazy with how intense we were with celebrating the draft, but we had so much fun doing it. So, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to get on here and, and just do a little, you know, first round mock draft with you here and celebrate it because it's the NFL draft, guys. It's one of the best times of the year. Um, and it's just love it. Just love it. Not really going to do a beer of the episode. I am going to drink a beer, and I'll tell you about that. Uh, the beer I'm drinking is Drowned Lands. Uh, it's a whip beer, unfiltered, 4.8, pretty light. Um, I've had a couple of these since I got them, and they are a very enjoyable beer. Um, you know, it, it's unfiltered, so I think it's a little bit different with that, but it's still a whip beer. It's it's a good beer. It's nice and smooth. has a little bit of a different flavor to it, but it's not super in your face. Something I really like, so that's what I'm going to be drinking here. Cheers, guys. Hope everyone's having a great, great draft eve. And yeah, let's drink up beers. Let's have a good night. So I do want to give a couple other little shout outs. Anyone that won a shirt with me, they are all mailed out. Um, I'll have to try to do something here shortly soon to uh, give some more out because I do still have plenty more to give away. And the other thing I wanted to mention is this is my 22nd podcast episode. And I'm pretty excited about that. The number itself really doesn't mean much. Um, I did start this in December of this, you know, this past year. So I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if this is something I would be able to keep doing. You know, this new job has made it maybe, I don't want to say more difficult, but, you know, I'm really focusing on my work. So that does make things a little bit more tricky, but I love doing this. You know, I know I'm not, you know, these other podcasts, I'm not only a giant i'm not or sorry i am only a giant i'm not <laughs> i'm not the giant insider i'm not talking giants i'm not clapback sports it's just me it's a little bit different but i do enjoy having guests on and, and kind of doing a lot of different things and i'm always open for suggestions if anyone has anything if anyone wants to come on the come on the episode i'd be happy to kind of make that happen too i've done that in the past but yeah, here we are. You know, I appreciate everything, you know, everyone that's listening and, and any feedback, any questions, anytime, just reach out to me, I, anything. And with that being said, guys, you know, going to jump right on into a mock draft. This is going to kind of be what I think is going to happen, but I'm going to kind of mix in a little bit of what, what I... What, what I really think they, they the team should do, it doesn't mean I'm going to be right. Um, and maybe it'll be a little bit controversial, I think. But but I'm not going to do trades, although I will mention where I think, you know, this is a potential spot for a team to trade up if, if I think it's, if that's the case. So here we go. With the first pick in the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars take. Obviously, guys, it's not a surprise. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's a huge position of need for them. And it, it just makes the most sense. It's, you know, I had, I had a conversation with some friends earlier today where they're kind of talking about Trevor Lawrence and how, you know, he's a good quarterback, but he's never really done anything crazy. He, like, he's not amazing. Um, I don't agree with the hype as far as him being the next Andrew Luck, but he has proven to be tough and, you know, he can be accurate. He's, he's a little bit more mobile than some quarterbacks. I think he'll be a good quarterback in the league. He can be a good, good quarterback in the league, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he is going to be the next coming of Andrew Luck. That's just my, my two cents. Pick two is the New York Jets and talking to a couple Jets fans, you know, it's Zach Wilson is what everyone assumes it's going to be. I don't like the pick. I I do agree that Zach Wilson 
has talent, and he he could be a very good quarterback in this league. But he he's just starting to scream like Johnny Manziel to me, and maybe that's because he kind of has that same look that you know frat boy kind of I don't know frat boy look I guess. He's talented, you know. I'm not gonna sit here and say that he isn't, but he has some shoulder issues. You know, he's had surgery a couple times. He's never really faced great competition in the times that he has faced better competition. He's kind of folded. I, I just worry that this for the Jets is not going to be a good pick. So this is where I'm going to differ a little bit. I'm going to go Justin Fields for the Jets. Um, you know, I think they should have honestly kept Sam Darnold and, and trying to try to ride that out with him and, and see if they could fix him. Uh, I think a new coaching staff and a new offense was exactly what he needed. And, you know, he's not going to get that with the Jets. He's going to get that with the Carolina Panthers. So, is what it is there. I'm going Justin Fields here at pick number two. This might not be realistic. You know, a lot of things do point towards this being Zach Wilson. I just don't like the fit. I don't like the pick. To me, he's not the number two quarterback. You know, he's probably the, the three three maybe four yeah I, I would say probably three no we'll go four i'll say four and yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go uh justin fields so a little controversial there and it throws a little bit of a weird situation for san francisco 49ers here with pick three where they probably were thinking mac jones or um you know maybe trey lance I'm still going to stick with quarterback, but how this is falling at this point, I think I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. There are rumors around that, you know, Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson's family want him to be in San Fran. It's closer to home. You know, it kind of everything in that aspect of it makes sense. So I think Zach Wilson ends up with San Fran. You know, Mac Jones was probably the projected pick prior to that happening. But I think Zach Wilson at that point, maybe just the... The location, the the ties, it's too much to pass up for San Fran. And he stays, you know, stays home, stays where he wants to be. So, pick four, the Atlanta Falcons. Kind of a a weird spot. This might not be a a this could be a place, I should say, where um there could be a trade. You know, Atlanta's sitting here and I think if it was me, I'd probably get a quarterback here. You're at pick four. Um, you know, you're not guaranteed to be that high next year. And you could be in the same situation next year if that is the case. If Matt Ryan has another kind of weird year and the team just can't get it together. Um, you know, you could look at Kyle Pitts. You could look at Panay Sewell here. Um, but I think, you know, I would probably look to trade out if you could find a team that wants to come up for a quarterback. Um, you know, maybe the Patriots are still trying to trying to move up. Maybe, I don't know, someone else <laughs> is trying to move up. Maybe Washington wants to try to move up. Uh, so I, I do think there are a couple teams that could potentially look to move up and, and make make a run at this pick. I'm not going to do trades in, the, in this mock. I kind of already said that. So in this case, as much as I want them to go quarterback, I'm going to go Kyle Pitts out of Florida for them. Getting Matt Ryan a playmaker, getting someone to help Julio Jones get, take some pressure off him, Calvin Ridley on the outside. I mean, it's kind of, it could be a scary addition to their offense. I did consider Panay Sewell here. I just don't know. I don't know that they're going to go that direction. You know, it's a little bit tougher with a new staff and to really know exactly what they want to do. Don't mind me. I'm going to take a sip of my beer here. So, pick five, Cincinnati Bengals, and you kind of have a pick, a pick, the pick of the litter here, really. You know, this is really Panay Sewell, this is Jamar Chase, you know, if you really wanted to go with Micah Parsons here, you could. Some people view Rashawn Slater as a better tackle prospect. I don't really buy that personally. It's kind of a tough pick because you want to look at Jamar Chase here and say that he has got the talent, all the talent in the world. But I know it kind of matches up great with with the quarterback there, Burrow. But I just, I think you got to take Panay Sewell here. This has kind of been the pick 
since the off season of last year, honestly, or, or even the beginning beginning of the season. You need a tackle to help protect Joe Burrow. You can get him as many weapons as you want, but if he's on the floor getting hurt, you know, especially with that injury that he already had, you have to protect him. And you know, if if this was the end of the season, you know, in December, and you were told as a Cincinnati Bengals fan that Sewell would be there for you, you would be a little surprised because there was talks of him going, you know, one or two or three at the end of the season. So pick five, I'm going Panay Sewell out of Oregon. And, you know, you do maybe, maybe you're a little sad as a Bengals fan not to get um, Jamar Chase to pair him back up with, with Burrow. But really this is about protecting Burrow, protecting that, that knee. I believe, I believe it was his knee. You gotta you gotta protect the quarterback, and, and you know us as Giants fans, we kind of know this hand in hand. Um, it's something that needs to be done. So I'm gonna gonna go Panay Sewell for the Cincinnati Bengals at pick five. Pick six. Pick six is the Miami Dolphins, and this I'm happy for the Dolphins to be here, and I think they did a you know great thing trading up there with the Eagles. The Eagles are really confusing to me though because they traded back to twelve from six. And now there's rumors going around that they're trying to jump back into the top 10 to try to get a receiver. Why trade out then? You know, I understand maybe the value that they got, they were super happy about. But if you have certain targets that you really wanted, stay where you are and take them. You had the pick here, you know, at pick six with Jamar Chase, with with Devonta Smith, with Jalen, with any of those guys. And if that's who you're targeting, just stay where you are and take them. I think they kind of got a little bit cute with the trade. Yes, maybe you got good value, but you know what's going to happen now? What if you know your target was Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle, and they go to the pick before you now? Are you giving up too much now to go back up to like pick nine or pick eight? I don't know. Anyway, Dolphins pick six. I think at this point, pick six. If you're a Dolphins fan and Jamar Chase is on the board still, you run to the podium to make that pick. I would consider, you know, Rashawn Slater here probably. Micah Parsons, maybe you would consider, but I think that's a little bit too early for him. So I think you go Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase to the Miami Dolphins at pick six. You know, maybe that's not the, the biggest need for the Miami Dolphins, but the talent is there. I mean, you really probably didn't expect him to be available at six. So you take it and run and go with it. Pick seven, the Detroit Lions. New staff, new team, kind of everything. Everything's different there this year. It's going to be really, really weird. They have needs at wide receiver. They have needs cornerback, safety, line, kind of everywhere. And then you sit there and look at the quarterback too. And, and, you know, is Jared Goff the answer for what they're looking for? Is he a one-year stopgap or two-year stopgap? until they decide they're ready to look for a quarterback you know being this is a new staff if if i had to kind of make a guess here i think this year is going to be about building the team and then next year is when they'll really look at getting the quarterback that they may might want maybe there'll be a free agent you know maybe i don't know maybe aaron Rodgers becomes a free agent next year or something who, who knows something, something crazy could happen i think that this is the year though that they pass on quarterback. They rock with Jared Goff and see what they have. And they try to make the defense better. So for me, I think this is Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons going to come right in and be a difference maker in the middle of the defense. Supposedly, he can kind of play everywhere. He can play off the edge a little bit. He can, you know, drop back in coverage. He's fast. Um, I mean, I, I like the pick for Detroit. As a Giants fan, you know, if, if we drafted him, I guess I would support it because that means that they are comfortable with everything everything that happened with him uh, and maybe they view it as nothing. So we'll see what happens. It, it seems a little strange, um, all the stuff that happened with him, and, and I don't completely discount it, but at this point, who knows? I guess we'll see. But pick seven, I'm going Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker. That brings us to pick eight for the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? They just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. What does that mean? 
Uh, I'm sorry, they didn't just trade for Teddy Bridgewater. They just traded Teddy Bridgewater. And obviously they have um, Sam Darnold now. And and what has his issue been with the Jets? His issue has been weapons. You know, they get rid of Curtis Samuel. They let him walk in free agency. He does get his buddy, Robbie Anderson. But then it's like, what do you have after that? Not a lot else is going on there. So I really think this is a spot where you need a weapon. And, you know, I think this is going to kind of start that little bit of a wide receiver run. And I think Devontae Smith goes here. Devonta Smith, I think. So I'm going to go Carolina Panthers, Devonta Smith. This would be a spot where, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see a trade as well. You know, trade back a little bit. Maybe this is where the Eagles try to come back up to get Devonta Smith or or the Patriots come up to try to grab Trey Lance or, or Mac Jones or something like that. Next pick is pick nine, and that is where Teddy Bridgewater was traded to. I'm I'm not really going to look into that too much, to be honest with you. I don't think that would change their position between you know needing a quarterback or not. I know you have Drew Locke. I know you have Teddy Bridgewater. But could you honestly look at either of those at this point and think, yeah, I'm comfortable with that for the foreseeable future. One of those guys will turn up as a, as a franchise quarterback. No. I mean, no, not at all. So, you know, I think if you're Denver, you're looking at probably the tackle here, Sean Slater. You're probably looking at Trey Lance here, too. And Mac Jones, you know, he's still sitting here. Um, Other than that, though, like, I don't think you really need a need a tap or sorry, a wide receiver here. Maybe you look at like Christian Derrissaw or something like that. I think, though, this is where I. Honestly, this is probably another pick where there's going to be a trade. I'm going to go quarterback here, and I'm actually going to go Mac Jones out of Alabama. I think that at the position, pick nine here, it it, it wouldn't shock me at all if it's a quarterback. Might not be the Denver Broncos, but pick nine wouldn't shock me at all if it's a quarterback. You know, I know they just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. That wouldn't stop me from picking the quarterback I want, you know. And, and maybe, you know, honestly, in this situation, maybe maybe Trey Lance is the better option because you can let him sit for a couple of years. You can start, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or, um, you know, let them battle it out and see who who's going to be the starter. But I'm going Mac Jones there. I, I think he can come right in and he can compete. I don't have the highest opinion of Mac Jones, but I think he can come in and, and probably do some things. You probably kind of know what he is. You know, he's not like this untapped potential, but he can still be a, a solid, serviceable quarterback in this league. Potentially, you know. So this is kind of where the draft gets a little bit more interesting when you have the Dallas Cowboys on the clock at pick 10. You know, they probably would have loved to seen to have seen Micah Parsons slip a little bit there. They are very, you know, cornerback needy. If Kyle Pitts was there, they probably would have taken him. Um, But that's kind of a stretch regardless. I'm going to go, honestly, I think it's a cornerback here. And I just had this sneaking suspicion that J.C. Horn is going to be the first cornerback off the board. Fast, you know, he's he's supposedly he can play inside and outside. He's talented. I'm going to go J.C. Horn out of South Carolina here. A little bit of a surprise to take him over... Patrick Sertain or Caleb Farley or anyone like that. But I think that's the I think that's a play. You know, they, they do need cornerback help. Yes, I know they need edge help, but I just don't think you take an edge at pick 10. Maybe they trade back a little bit. There's obviously always going to be surprises with a draft. You know, it wouldn't completely shock me if an edge goes at 8 or, you know, 7. It wouldn't really shock me that much. But in this situation, kind of what I think they should do, I think it's going to be cornerback. I know some some friends that are Dallas fans, they really don't think they want cornerback at this point because they want Edge or they want, you know, Kyle Pitts or something like that. I think though, cornerback makes the more most sense. That defense needs a lot of help. And that's gonna be something that's gonna do it. That's gonna be something that's gonna help. So JC Horn to the Dallas Cowboys. And that leaves us to the New York Giants. In the NFL draft, the New York Giants select. With pick 11, the New York Giants select 
guys, if you, if you pay attention to anything I put out there, it's not going to be going to be a surprise. I would say at this point, it's going to be between Jalen Waddle, Rashawn Slater. Maybe I could see corner, I guess, but I would say no. Then I then I could say you could look at like Quiddy Pay. You could look at Aziz Ojolari. Honestly, Ojolari is probably the player that I'm worried the most will be at pick 11. But I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. I think that that's kind of been my pick this whole time. I'm going to stick to it. Maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe it does. Um, guys, this pick isn't for next year. Yes, you know, he's going to contribute. 100% he's going to contribute. But this this pick is going to help the offense. It's going to help the defense by, you know, keeping the offense on the field more. It's going to bring another weapon for when Darius Slayton's hurt or Sterling Shepard's hurt or Kenny Galladay's hurt or Evan Ingram can't catch a ball. It's going to help. It's going to be a good pick for the Giants. And then you want to know what? What if Slayton continues to kind of digress and, and not look better? And what if Shep gets hurt and he's out for a long period of time? We need weapons. The offense is the biggest issue on this team. Yes, we brought in Kenny Galladay. We need to do more to fix the offense. And that's really why I think Jalen Waddle is a pick. That being said, if Rashawn Slater's on the board and we take him, if Patrick Sertain's on the board and we take him, I'm not going to be upset. You know, I'll be fine with that. Even Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa, you know, I'd be fine with him on the board. Or Elijah Vera Tucker. Quiddy Pay, honestly, I'd be fine with too. I just, I just really think that the offense is the biggest issue. We need to fix the offense. As far as um, the defense is concerned, you know, we are going to probably try to do the same thing. We're going to scheme up some pressure. Maybe we'll get an edge in the, in, you know, in the bottom of the, or the top of the second round. I think there's other places that we can get an edge. And that brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles. And what do you do here? You know, you have a lot of needs. You could say quarterback could be a need. You could say wide receiver, um, linebacker, cornerback. And, you know, it's tough in this position because I'm sure they're, they're going to want to trade up. I'm sure they're going to want to try to trade up and get Tabanta or get Jalen Waddle, get someone like that. But at pick 12, they're just not there in this mock draft. You know, do you reach with like Rashad Bateman or do you like Kadarius Tony that much that you're going to, you know, reach this much and draft him and I don't think you do I think if you're the Eagles you could look at Trey Lance but they're not going to I don't think honestly at this point I wouldn't be surprised if someone like the Patriots or Washington are looking to try to move up to select Trey Lance because he is still there but being that we're not doing trades in this you know it just it's not going to happen so for the Eagles you know Patrick Sertain is still sitting there, and I think that's really the pick that you kind of got to go with in this in this situation. In the second round, there should probably be some some other you know wide receivers there that you can look at. And heck, maybe we'll get into the little bit of the second round here anyway, just for fun. I don't know. So Patrick Sertain, it does fill a need for them. He's a very talented corner. Um, he does get beat deep a little bit. That's something that, you know, if you can scheme that up a little bit, maybe get them a little better to not, you know, bite and double moves or fakes or anything like that might help. Or maybe have, you know, a safety over top with him sometimes. I, I don't know. There are a lot of things they can do, but he is a good corner, you know, and I think he'll come, come in and probably start right away, honestly. So let's get right into the San Diego, oh, sorry, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. And Los Angeles has a lot of needs and, uh, you know, kind of same thing as like the Cincinnati Bengals where you have this young quarterback with Jalen or sorry, with uh, Herbert here and you really kind of want to protect him. You got a couple tackles on the board right here. You have Rashawn Slater, you have Christian Derrissaw, you have, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker if you if you want to consider him a tackle. I think I, I still would. Um, you do have some other good players there too you know it's tough to see someone like greg newsom still sitting there um you know this the safety out of tcu uh trayvon morig and caleb farley and, and quitty pay there's a lot of talent still here i, I think though tackles are going to kind of start flying off halfway through this draft 
And I think this is gonna kind of be what, what starts that little run. And I'm gonna go Rashawn Slater here for pick 13 for the Los Angeles Chargers. So guys, we have the Minnesota Vikings up next and they have a lot of needs as well. Uh, offensively, you know, offensive line's always gonna be an issue. Um, edge, safety, really a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that could help here. I think this is going to be the first edge guy that comes off the board though here with Quiddy Pay. I think he'll fit right into what the the Minnesota Vikings want to do. They'll probably come in and start day one. And the crappy thing about this is <laughs> Trey Lance falls right into the lap of the New England Patriots at pick 15. I don't think in real life that's going to happen. I think that they'll have to probably trade up a little bit. But being like I said, we're not doing not doing trades. Here he is. You know, here's here's your guy, New England. Trey Lance, pick 15. I'm not even really going to say too much about it. I do think you need some time to, to develop. You have, you know, maybe another year of cam, and then you can kind of springboard right into into Trey Lance. Maybe, you know, maybe they solve that issue by going and, going and getting Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, there are rumors going around that he's going to be traded, you know, either pre right before the draft or during the draft. Wouldn't shock me at all. Maybe someone like the Washington football team trades for Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? You know, there are a lot of a lot of possibilities. Although, honestly, at that point, I would probably rather just stick with Fitzpatrick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think Trey Lance here at pick 15 for the New England Patriots. Pick 16 is the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of the same thing. You know, they do have some needs at corner on the defensive line, tight end as well. Um and you know you're kind of looking at the team they've lost some some players on their team they lost a cornerback and Patrick Peterson who went to the Minnesota Vikings and I think they you know they could look at maybe wide receiver uh, you know maybe you'd look at Christian Barrymore here but I think that you get you got to look at someone like Caleb Farley here who has some injury concerns with the back but man that guy is talented and, you know, you're trying to replace someone like Patrick Peterson. That's just going to be tough to do. So I think you got to start somewhere. And I think Caleb Farley is someone worth taking a risk at pick 16. Um, you know, the third cornerback off the board. But talent-wise, man, this guy's one of the top corners. I, I really strongly feel that way. You just got to wonder about the back and, and the injury history there and hope that he can, um, you know, have a healthy NFL career. So pick 16, Caleb Farley, and that brings us to the Los Angeles, Las Vegas, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders, and kind of, you know, some of the same stuff, you know, they do need some need on the offensive line, they have some needs on the offensive line, uh, and the secondary, you know, those are the big spots. Uh, they dedicated some more money to the, to the running back position, which was kind of a weird signing with uh, getting Kenyon Drake, so maybe they're, they're looking for that one-two punch. And I think if that's the case, if that's kind of what they're looking to do and maybe take some pressure off uh, Carr, then maybe you take a tackle here. And you kind of have a pick of two pretty good tackles with Christian Derrissaw and Elijah Vera Tucker. I'm going to go Derrissaw here, though. Uh, Christian Derrissaw from Virginia Tech at pick 17. And I think that's a good pick for them, especially if they're trying to, you know, start to run the ball a little bit more and, and, and you know, do that one-two punch and mix in play action. I think that's a good pick for them. Dolphins pick 18. This is one of the few teams that have two picks in the draft. They got Jamar Chase at six. So that kind of helped their wide receiver position. And, you know, what are their needs still? You know, offensive line still. You could probably go edge, defensive line. I think seeing Christian Darasaw jump off the board there is going to kind of start a little bit of a run on the offensive lineman. Not that there's, you know, a lot of top guys here, but Elijah Vera Tucker coming right off the board next. And that brings us right into the Washington football team. I feel like when I first started doing uh, podcasts, I struggled so much. I would say Washington Redskins all the time. Finally, I think at least maybe knock on wood here somewhere. I think I got it down. I think I'm not saying it anymore. And they're up at pick 19. And you could kind of go a lot of different directions with this pick. It wouldn't completely shock me if they try to trade up and get a quarterback. 
But at this point in the draft, you know, there's probably really no one at pick 19 at least that I would look to take in the quarterback position. So then you look at their other needs and you could say wide receiver, maybe uh, tight end, maybe, although I do like some of the stuff they have there with uh, Logan Thomas uh, tackle, you know, offensive line still probably a need. I know they just traded for Eric flowers, but that's a guard and linebacker. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, I had my, my good buddy Curtis on uh, the podcast a few weeks ago, and he's really high on Jeremiah Owosu Karamoa. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but it sounds right. Linebacker out of Notre Dame. And I think that's where I'm going to go. You know, I think that makes the most sense. Um, you know, they have the, the stout offensive line. They, they just need, or sorry, defensive line. They just need some help on that second level to make that defensive line more effective. You know, if they have a, a good linebacker that can shed blocks, that can use his speed to, you know, fill gaps and, and get after the, the running backs and, and tight ends, I think that'll help them, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeremiah Uwosu Komawa is pick 19 for the Washington football team. The Chicago Bears are up next at pick 20. Kind of another team that seems to have a lot of needs and you know it does kind of fit with a lot of the other teams that drafted in front of them with tackle with you know quarterback with wide receiver with corner back so it's kind of a tough pick here um for, for what's on the board right now you know you, you could look at obviously quarterback really isn't a good spot here you could look at corner look you could look at tackle here you could look at edge uh, I think edge is, is probably where I would go for this team right now. I do consider Rashad Bateman sitting right there, but I think we're going to go Jalen Phillips here. You know, he was a guy that I kind of had penciled in for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but I also thought that Quiddy Pay might be gone before his before the Minnesota Vikings pick. So we're going to go Jalen Phillips. You know, he's such a, he's so talented. He's a really good player. Um, I just, he scares the crap out of me as a, as a, as a player with all the injuries, concussions, kind of everything, you know, he retired at one point in his career and he's got all the talent in the world. You know, if he was a giant, I'd be excited for the talent, but man, I would not be thrilled with the pick at 11, but at 20, you know, it, it makes a little bit more sense. It's, it's such a tough defense already. And I think it'll just add to it and it'll be a good pick for him. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts, who have now have a new quarterback with Carson Wentz. Um, they have a lot of, you know, kind of want the same needs as, as a lot of the teams in front of them. Wide receiver, tackle, edge. Offensive line, you know, is something that I probably would focus on with Carson Wentz. He does need more weapons. Um but you need a tackle here. I think Walker Little is, is probably where I would go. I think it's a little bit of a reach for him. Um, you know, had he come out the year before, or, you know, if he could have come out the year before, I think he would have been a for sure first rounder. He just didn't have as good of a year. And if I, I could be wrong, but I think Stanford didn't even play um, this year. I, I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me, though. But Walker Little will come in, and he will probably start right away. And help solidify the offensive line to keep Carson Wentz healthy and not on the ground all the time. And help bring them to the playoffs. And I think he will. I'm one of the few people I feel like that doesn't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. Yes, he had a bad year. Yes, the Eagles turned into a dumpster fire. That doesn't mean, though, that he's a bad quarterback. He tried to do too much. I think he got out of that situation at the right time. You know, look at like David uh, David Carr when he was with the Texans. You know, he, he was a great prospect. He, he had all the, the talent in the world, but he was just on his butt so much that it gets to a point where you're trying to create too much because you don't feel like you have players you can rely on. And I think that's what happened with Carson Wentz. I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he'll bounce back, but we'll see. You know, time only time will tell. And that brings us to the Tennessee Titans at pick 22. I've heard a lot of little rumblings around the league that this is a spot where the Tennessee Titans might try to trade back and try to trade out of this pick. But, you know, once again, not doing not doing um, trades here. We're just going to kind of stick with it. And I considered Rashad Bateman here, but I think 
with this team. They're so run centric. They can probably plug someone else in the wide receiver two spot and be just fine. So while I want to give them Rashad Bateman here, I think we're going to go with Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Um, he's a cornerback, and I think he, he, he's someone that could probably fit right in. Um, it, it's tough because I don't really watch a lot of Tennessee Titan games, but I know they've lost some pieces in the secondary, and that's definitely something their defense was not nearly as good as it was the year prior. So pick 22, Greg Newsom, book it. That brings us to the Jets. And I had them at pick two, surprising the world and taking Justin Fields. Once again, you know, I like Zach Wilson. I just, man, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him with the Jets at pick two. So that's why I went with Justin Fields. And what do the Jets need? They still need some help <laughs> kind of everywhere. You know, offensive line's getting better. Uh, you know, they could use some cornerback play here. They could use some wide receiver. They could use some edge. Uh, kind of a mixed bag here. They, they need a little bit of everything. I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman, though. I think he's going to be a good fit. I know they have Corey Davis, but they, they need weapons, man. They don't have enough. I know they, they spent, a, I think, a, either a late first or an early second last year on Mims, but he hasn't really shown too much yet. I think Rashad Bateman can kind of come right in, and maybe they can move Mims into, into the slot. That might be a good fit, and that would be you know someone to give Justin Fields some more weapons. Pick 24. And we're kind of sitting here with a decent amount of talent still on the board. Um, you know, maybe maybe you go quarterback here, although I don't really see a quarterback I would probably take here. Um, tackles always, I feel feel like always is a need for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So is guard. So is running back. And you know, it, it's hard to sit here and honestly think that they wouldn't consider taking a running back right here in the first round. And honestly, that's what I have him doing. Travis Etienne, pick 24 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. There are some other guys on the board that, you know, you could look at with like Jason Owe. Um, maybe Asante Samuel could be a fit or maybe a tackle like Tevin Jenkins or Dylan Raduns. But this team is a running team. You know, I, I don't care. You know, I know I know Big Ben can throw the ball, but he's getting older, man. You got to be able to run the ball. And if you can't, you're going to struggle. That really peeves the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jaguars because they had picked 25. And they probably would have loved to have paired Travis Etienne with um, Trevor Lawrence. But it's not meant to be. And honestly, they need help in other positions anyway. You know, they could use a tight end. They could use a safety. They could use <laughs> really a lot of different things. Wide receiver. I'm going to go tackle here with Tevin Jenkins, though. I think he's going to come in. He can potentially be a left tackle, but it's a position of need. So I feel like need and fit kind of match, need and value for what they're looking for. Pick 26, the Cleveland Browns just released Richardson, I think is who it was. So defensive line is definitely a need. I think Christian Barrymore fits right in right here to what the Browns need at pick 26. Pick 27, the Baltimore Ravens. Can't seem to get anyone to want to come play for them at wide receiver. And I think that's a need. I think you need, you know, another big bodied wide receiver that can go up and catch the ball and, and kind of make some plays. And I think more wide receivers are going to go here. I'm going to go Kadarius Tony out of Florida for the Baltimore Ravens. Boy, I'm losing my voice here. <clears throat> Don't mind me. New Orleans Saints, going to be in a weird position without Drew Brees. You assume Winston's going to start, I guess. But where do they go? You know, they could probably use some wide receiver help. They could use linebacker. They could use corner. Um, you know, Eli Apple just wasn't cutting it for them. <laughs> Janoris Jenkins wasn't cutting it for them. Probably more with a salary, too, there, though. Um, a, lot of, a lot of good options here. You know, safety still on the board. Uh some wide receivers are still on the board. Some edges still on the board. I'm going to go Asante Samuel, though. I think he's going to be the fit here. They really do need more cornerback help. And Marshawn Lattimore has had some weird things going on this offseason. I think that you kind of got to look at the position and think long-term. 
you know, I know Lattimore is talented, but something's going on there. I'm not really sure what. I think I think Asante Samuel is going to be the, the pick there. Pick 29. Ah, Got to get a drink of my beer here. I'm losing my voice. Pick 29. Green Bay Packers. Wide receiver, linebacker, corner, all needs. I think the best thing for, for them, though, you know, you kind of got to decide this offseason. Is Aaron Rodgers your your long-term, maybe not long-term, but the next, is he in your plans for the next three to four years? Or are you planning on moving on and, you know, going with, with love? And I think that has to be involved with this, this, this decision of who to draft. The good thing is, though, you know, a wide receiver here kind of helps everyone. And you could look at someone like Terrence Marshall, you know, kind of a bigger body receiver, or Rondell Moore, kind of a smaller guy um, that might be able to fit more in the, in the slot and, and kind of play around, you know, good speed. I think, though, you go with Terrence Marshall Jr. Out of wide, he's a wide receiver out of LSU. I think you got to commit to Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, getting him a weapon doesn't mean that you have to stay with him because that weapon's still going to help um, Jordan Love, you know, if he's he's the quarterback here. Uh, but I think you need to go wide receiver here. I think that, honestly, it's it's a very big need. And get him another weapon. You know, the defense is working. You can you can keep developing the defense. You can get more picks in the, in the next round uh, on the defense. But, yeah, at this point, I'd go Terrence Marshall out of Green – or, sorry, out of, out of LSU for Green Bay. Pick 30 for the – Buffalo Bills. And there's a lot of talent still on the board. You know, if you're looking at needs for Buffalo, defensive line, edge, cornerback, um, kind of, you know, a little bit of everything, I guess. But really, it's all defense. Um, offensive line, you might consider, but I think they're they're pretty set there. So I would probably focus more in on edge and cornerback because I don't think there's a lot of good defensive linemen left. And who's on the board? You know, Aziz Ojolari, Jason Owa, um, who else? Uh, you know, Zayvon Collins, if you wanted to look at a linebacker. Uh, Rousseau is still on the board. Jamin Davis. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of talent still sitting here on the board. And if I had to pick, I'd probably go with Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia, edge rusher. Talented. You know, he's got a high motor. Always gives maximum effort. Someone that could come in right away, you know, maybe he won't be a starter year one, uh, but he'll come in and, and, you know, be situational and provide some pass rush and be a good fit. You know, pick 30 for Aziz Ojolari, maybe he's, you know, tailing on the end of, of late, I, I think, but yeah, you know, it is what it is and it's a good pick for him, I think. So yeah, Aziz Ojolari. Baltimore Ravens are back on the board again because they traded Orlando Brown and got a first-round pick out of it with the Kansas City Chiefs. Granted, they did give up a, a second in that deal. And, you know, they went Kadarius Tony in the first round. They still have some other needs. They need a right tackle. You know, Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley is back, and that's kind of the, the situation that created with Orlando Brown, who wanted to be a left tackle, and he's not. So, you know, it's what it is. Dylan Radnuns is going to come in and be that right tackle. I think he's going to fit right into what they need. And he's going to start day one. Kind of easy peasy. Tampa Bay Bucks pick 32. Last pick in the first round. And that went quick. Um, you know, they could kind of go everywhere at this, at, you know, at, the, at this point. They could go quarterback if they really wanted to. They could go edge. They could. They have a lot, of, a lot of different choices here. Um... I'm going to go with the safety out of TCU, Trayvon Morig. Only safety that goes in the first round, which seems kind of sad to me, to be honest with you. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Um, I kind of want to get to the Giants pick, so I'm just going to kind of rapid fire um, some more picks here. And I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore for the Jacksonville Jaguars at pick 36 gives, um, you know, another weapon. For Trevor Lawrence, you know, he got the offensive lineman at 25 with Tevin Jenkins. And then we get right back to the Jets, who got their quarterback. They got a, a another wide receiver in Rashad Bateman. 
and they're sitting here still kind of with a need at guard, with a need at edge, with a need at corner. And I'm going to go with Jason Owa here, uh, edge rusher out of Penn State. Going to slide right in, provide some pass rush, help a little bit with the run, a little bit of everything. Atlanta Falcons at pick 35, round two. Uh, needs are edge, corner, safety. First round, they got Kyle Pitts, and they're sitting here at pick 35 with really some pretty talented players. I'm going to go with Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. The fact that he's still here, you know, if the Giants, if he's available for the pick 11 with the Giants, pick 42, I guess I should say, boy, I'd be running to the podium for that just because I think the talent is too good there to pass up. I would strongly consider that. Next up at pick 36, we have the Miami Dolphins. They got Jamar Chase in the first round, and they got Elijah Vera Tucker. They still could use probably some guard help, some defensive line, some edge, some tackle. Well, I guess not tackle. Um, so let's see here. Sorry, guys. Let me think about this for a second. I thought this, this was going to be quick, and now I'm sitting here thinking about it. So they got wide receiver. They got tackle. Um, I guess I'd probably look at someone like Ronnie Perkins here. I think Ronnie Perkins would be a good fit for the Miami Dolphins. Ed Rusher, um, you know, will we'll provide some pass rush, obviously, in that defense. The defense that, you know, played pretty good last year, but wasn't perfect, I would say. Um, Eagles are on the clock next, and in the first round, they missed out on the wide receivers that they wanted. They got ended up with Patrick Sertain, which you can't really complain about too much. But you still do need a wide receiver, and you do have a few here available. You know, you have Deami Brown. You have, um, who else do you have? Uh, Deami Brown. You have Elijah Moore, which is who I'm going to give them. I think they need a wide receiver. That's definitely something they, they need to, you know, improve on. You get to the Cincinnati Bengals at pick 38, and they could still use some wide receiver help. They could use some tackle. Um, even though they just got a tackle, they, they could use some edge. And I'm going to go Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest for them. Once again, kind of going rapid fire here, so I know I'm not really giving much explanation here. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock next. They got Devonta Smith in the first round. Once again, I kind of think that's a spot where they could probably trade out, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I think someone like Pat Fryermouth here is like a perfect fit for what they need. Uh, it's going to kind of give you that tight end that you know greg olson provided you know someone like that catch the ball can run can do a little bit of everything yeah i think we're gonna go pat fryermouth here at pick 39 for the carolina panthers next up the denver broncos at pick nine they took mac jones and they're sitting here still looking at you know probably some help at linebacker probably some help at tackle and you kind of have your choice here. There are a couple linebackers. There are a couple tackles. I'm going to go Alex Weatherwood here. Leatherwood. Ugh. And I think he's going to slide right in and help protect the blind side. Detroit Lions are on the clock next at pick 41. They picked at pick 7 and they were able to get Micah Parsons. Here they could probably go wide receiver. They could go defensive line. <laughs> they could go edge. They could go linebacker. A lot of, a lot of picks here available. I'm going to go with a safety here. I'm going to go with Elijah Molden out of Washington. And then we're going to keep moving here. Giants are up next, guys. And it's tough because I really still don't know what the Giants view the offensive line as. You know, I, I could certainly see this being an interior offensive lineman like um, Wyatt Davis or maybe Landon Dickerson, who, who supposedly converts the guard. Kendrick Green. I mean, there are a lot of options here. And, you know, I, I guess if it was me, I really probably would strongly be looking at Wyatt Davis here. But being that we got the wide receiver in the first round, I'd probably look at someone like Nick Bolton or Zayvon Collins. But even with that being said, it's tough here because, you know, I don't want to force an edge here. And I, I feel like this might be a little early for like Joseph Osai or Rashad Weaver, but edges kind of just went so quick in this draft that it really didn't work out how, 
how I thought it would work. Um, so honestly, I think I would go Wyatt Davis here at this point. Hopefully he can kind of come in and compete at one of the guard spots. Let Pert, you know, earn that right tackle, battle out with Solder, and see what happens from there. And that's all I got, guys. Kind of went quick. Uh, you know, I tried not to dilly-dally too much. I uh, hope you like the music that um, was paired with all of this. My buddy Eric did that for me. Uh, he, he's super talented. He actually has the intro music, too. Um, something he's done for me, so I really appreciate you, Eric. Thanks so much, man. Unfortunately for him, you know, he is a New England Patriots fan. But I still love him, so it's okay. Um, yeah, guys, tomorrow is the draft. I'm assuming most of you who are listening to this will be listening to this kind of, you know, as a preview to the draft. Enjoy it, guys. You know, don't get too high. Don't, don't get too low on what the Giants pick. I'll probably be gung-ho tomorrow after it happens. I'll probably have an episode out on Sunday. I think I'm going to have Murph on with Clapback Sports. We're going to kind of go over the Giants draft. And we'll go from there, guys. So for the moment, let's freaking go.